This is episode number 136 of the High Impact Leaders Podcast, your shortcut to personal growth and career success. Hey, welcome to High Impact Leaders. I'm your host, Doug Standard of the Leaders Institute, and our goal is to help you build strong teams while growing a successful business. Merry Christmas and welcome to High Impact Leaders. This week, I'm going to go over some of the best ways to build team culture in the upcoming 2023 post-pandemic world, especially since a lot of economists out there are kind of telling us that we're heading toward a really big recession in 2023, one that may stretch into 2024. So all of those outside influences have the uh, can can affect the culture of your organization, sometimes pretty dramatically. So on this episode, I'm going to share with you what a number of big name companies are doing to kind of prepare their teams for 2023. Maybe you can use some of those uh, in your team as well. By the way, the episode is brought to you by leadersinstitute.com. We've got an in-person leadership development conference coming up in Arlington, Texas on January 26th and 27th. If you want to develop self-confidence, learn how to motivate and inspire your team and become a better coach that can help your team become more efficient and productive, then don't miss the two-day high-impact leaders class in Dallas-Fort Worth. It's going to be near Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport at our company headquarters. Uh, for details, just go to leadersinstitute.com slash leadership dash course. Again, the website is leadersinstitute.com slash leadership dash course. All right, so let's get on with some of the tips on how to build a better team in 2023. So the best team building ideas in 2023 may actually surprise you as you know, your team kind of continues to return to the office. A lot of times what's happening now is we're experiencing never before seen team challenges. For instance, um, let's say that that you or one of your team members started their career during the pandemic, and it probably took a while for that person to kind of get into the swing of things. The person was working from home a lot of time, a, a lot in that first year, and and probably in late 2021, especially, and then the early part of 2022. Each of these people, yourself maybe as well, uh, may have started to understand your job better, got to know your coworkers a little bit better, and got to know them fairly well. And you probably also knew who to report to and who's responsible for what, and and especially what you needed to do uh, to advance in your organization. But then in 2022, things really, really, really started to change, especially around the midway point. Uh, typically, the boss kind of threw everybody a curveball. You know, for the first time, everybody had to come into the office at least for uh, a few days uh, every week. So, for this last year, we've we've all been rebuilding our team cultures as a result of the, those kind of things that were happening. And now, the specter of recession is on the horizon. So, basically, on this episode, I'm going to break it into into two parts. We'll do uh, one part this week, and that's going to be on how to use team building activities in 2023 and why why you should use them and how you should use them to get your team back into the swing of things. And then in part two next week, I'm going to give you some of the really best team building ideas that you can use in order to build morale and uh, and and basically get people to kind of work together in a in a more effective way. 
So just to kind of reiterate where we're all at right now, just in case you're listening to this, you know, five years or 10 years into the future, in 2020 and 2021, more people started working from home than ever before because of the pandemic. So for for some, this was a spontaneous adaptation to their previous job. Others, though, started new jobs with new companies and and since they were starting during that pandemic time period, they were doing every all of their work kind of remotely. So the the last two years have been really extreme anomalies. They were unlike anything that the modern business world had ever seen or experienced before. So in 2022, we were all kind of desperately trying to, quote unquote, get back to normal. Uh, however, the strange transitions in the previous two years kind of caused a lot of challenges. For instance, Forbes reported that 49% of leaders or managers and then 42% of non-managers said that they felt or were feeling anxious about returning to the office. Uh, and, and that was about all the way up to you know October, November of last year when those surveys were were being conducted. So now teams are finally starting to work together again. Uh, So how do we help support and build on the teamwork that we've kind of generated in 2022 and and push that into 2023? So basically in this episode, I'm going to give you some of my best ideas on how to kind of use team activities to kind of build morale and get people back on the same page and improve communication and that kind of thing. So before we get to the ideas for 2023, it's really important to understand the purpose of of kind of doing some of these activities. Uh, Each of the ideas that I'm going to give you have a specific purpose. So before you kind of pick an idea that you want to implement, you know, oh my God, that sounds really good. I want to do that one. You have to kind of determine what is the result that you're looking for and then pick the activities that are going to get you the result that that you, you want, right? That way you that way you're not wasting anybody's time and, and getting your team frustrated. So so we're gonna cover in this episode some of the reasons why you should actually do something in 2023 to kind of build morale. And the first couple that I'm gonna talk about, the the reasons anyway, are kind of holdovers from 2022. Uh, because of the the challenges from 2020 and 2021, the the first reason that I'm giving here, it, it, it's actually had an even bigger resurgence now. It'll make sense as a, as I kind of cover. So let's kind of get started with that very first one. So basically, you can incorporate a team activity to help get your team back together for the first time. <laughs> so basically, throughout. Pretty much all of 2022, up until this point that we're doing the recording, most of our clients, most of the companies that have hired us to come out and do team activities for them and that kind of thing, were scheduling in-person team activities. And they would say kind of the same thing to us before we would kind of go out. They say, this is the very first time that we've met in person in almost two years. I mean, we've heard that we've heard that over and over and over almost 100% of the time. It's very, very rare that we haven't heard that in, in the events that we've helped deliver in 2022. Uh, And the other thing that we heard quite often was many of our team members joined our organization during the pandemic. So they've never even met their coworkers in person. And so we heard that one quite often. Now, as we got further into the year, we heard that less and less often. Uh, so interestingly, though, 
we're still hearing both of those right now in December of 2022. There are still companies that have been totally remote for uh, two and a half years. Uh, it's it's more rare now than what it has been, but we're actually still seeing that. Now, interestingly, though, something new has kind of happened in the last three, four, five, six months or so that has kind of caused this same type of thing to start happening over and over and over again. Uh, and the main thing that we're kind of seeing is mergers from two or more smaller companies that are kind of merging together into a, a bigger company. Buyouts and acquisitions are starting to happen more and more often post-pandemic. Uh, and I, I, to be honest, I don't know exactly why. I can guess. I mean, I'll give you my guess as to why this is happening. I think that there were a lot of companies that really struggled during the pandemic and as a result, their valuations kind of lowered down and made them a, an acquisition target for some of the companies that did a little better. And so people are kind of, um, or companies are kind of buying up their competition and creating these bigger kind of monopoly type type uh, companies. So many companies are using corporate team activities as a way to kind of solve two problems at once. They're letting the entire group meet with each other in person for the first time. And second, they're trying to build team culture at the same time. So for instance, uh, I, I give you a really good example. This last week, I led a, a, a build a bike activity in Phoenix. It was for a software company. And prior to the pandemic, this company had had one of those slow and steady kind of growth rates. I mean, they were growing every year, but it was in, in small increments. However, in the last couple of years during the pandemic and in the first year after, a uh, venture capitalist kind of came in and took over this company. And since then, that company has acquired three other companies. <laughs> and so it's a huge growth. They went from less than 100 people to now, you know, five or 600 people in 12, 14 months, that kind of thing. So basically what they did was in, in, in at the Phoenix meeting, they used the team activities as a way to kind of meet their new teammates in a fun way. And then uh, they were using the, the build a bike activity so that they could donate bikes to charity and at the end, you know, build uh, build more of a team culture with that with that event. So the new members of the team were able to kind of see how community focused the the new company was or, or the company that they were joining was. So they got to have fun network. They also got to get back to their community. So it, it was a, a really powerful way to use a team activity to accomplish quite a few things and helping them build morale. The second kind of challenge that we that we see team activities helping is that you can actually use these to welcome remote employees back to the office. And again, this is really one of those carryovers. A lot of folks in 2022 had, had have already kind of brought their, their team back, um, but you'd be shocked at the number of companies out there that are still either mostly remote or only coming back two days a week or three days a week and that kind of thing. So um, it, the, the, the pandemic actually created this unprecedented, unprecedented shift and working remotely. Uh, in, in fact, according to a Gallup poll in, in 2019, only about 4% of the workforce worked from home. But by 2020, that percentage has soared to like 43%. And white collar was even higher. It was like 65%. 65% of all white collar workers and during the first part of the pandemic were, were working remotely. 
Um, and in 2022, though, many of those companies beginning to ask their their remote teams to kind of return to the office and bosses were kind of urging their team members to come back. However, they were being met with a lot of resistance. Uh, it was funny because uh, there was a, a New York Times article that they, they did a poll. And basically what they kind of found was that um, when they 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 were asking why people were resistant to coming back to the office and they got a myriad of responses everything from like sunlight you know they want to see sunlight more they wanted to wear sweatpants all day quality time with the cool kids quality time with their cats uh, more hours to read and run and and you know it's just all over the place but the more the 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 um the the most strongly argued reason for um for for staying out of the office and remaining remote was workplace culture the the they interviewed people to get the firsthand explanation of why they were hesitant to return and one of the ladies that they interviewed kind of mentioned that she's she enjoyed working from home she felt that the pressure to socialize at work with the people that really didn't like her made for kind of a horrible work day so you want to keep those kind of things in mind when you're when uh, if if you haven't yet had your full team kind of come back into the office or if they have and you've been and you've met with some of that resistance, um, you you can foster more of an atmosphere where team where people your team members are are proud to work for your company and want to and want to come to work. Uh, and and these these team building activities can be a really good way to to kind of do that. Um, they they also have a positive impact as as well as kind of uniting the team and in, in a purpose beyond just kind of the everyday uh day-to-day operations of of the work. Um the third thing that is pretty important third third reason why these things can be really helpful is they combine fun and team building so they kind of boost morale in the office. Uh company culture is on everybody's mind. And part of that equation is is kind of shared values. So the workforce, people that work for a company, they want to they want to work for companies that believe the same things that they do. They want their company to be involved in projects that they they believe in. And one of the best um, team ideas uh, in 2023 is to kind of partner with a strategic uh, corporate social responsibility program, like a CSR program. Um, your team members, especially the the younger folks, the Generation Z folks, they have concerns for social causes, uh, and companies can kind of rise to the occasion by implementing programs to help with, uh, for instance, child obesity or literacy programs or helping the homeless. In addition to the stuff that we're kind of doing on a on a day to day basis, your your workforce not only wants to see a change in in those areas, but they want to be a part of the solution. And you can, having events at your office or having events at your annual meetings can um, can help them achieve those those um, those ends and create the emotional bonds between your workforce and, and your company. Uh, for instance, according to a Nielsen poll, 73% of millennials said they would pay more for products when the company helps solve social causes. And even more telling is that 62% would be willing to take a pay cut to work for a company that more aligns with their their personal values. The corporate values are in line with their personal values. So for the 2023 workforce, 
you can choose a like a charity team activity that aligns with your team's values. Like for instance, I kind of mentioned earlier the build a bike program. Um, you could build bicycles for kids to encourage them to exercise and more and fight obesity. Obesity. So if that's something that your team is really into, you make an activity based on that and, and where they build things together and and uh, do something for a cause. So they feel a part of a bigger, bigger part than, than just kind of coming into the office, or you could stuff backpacks with school supplies to give to kids that, uh, the, the tools that they need to help reduce illiteracy. Or, um, when you basically, when you're adding these charitable team programs to your meetings, you can kind of boost the morale for the, for the whole team. So the last one that we're going to cover it, the reason why you want to kind of do something is you can use, a team activity as a fun way to demonstrate and the application of the content of the meeting. So for instance, um, most companies kind of be, be, began to reinstate the annual corporate meeting in 2022, uh, some in 2021, but but I mean, we were unbelievably busy in, in 2022 with uh, coming in and helping companies, big companies with their annual meetings. So in 2023, you want to kind of build on the step back to quote unquote normal business practices. You know, for instance, you may want to kick off a new marketing campaign and introduce new team members to the larger group or just catch everybody up on changes that have occurred since the last time you met. So charity events and team activities are a good way to kind of reinforce that content. The games or the team activities can allow the group to practice creative thinking or or better communication skills. You know, for instance, a medical equipment company was rolling out a new line of surgical surgical equipment that had the effect of reducing uh, uh, infections. And one of the things that they did at their annual meeting is after they kind of taught the team and and uh, how taught about the new product and what what it would do and how powerful it was, they finished the meeting with a a, a teddy bear stuffing activity. Uh, and then they donated these hypoallergenic teddy bears to the local children's hospital. So the facilitator was able to kind of reinforce some of the content that they had covered earlier in the day, some of the other speakers in in the delivery of the of the team activity. So in addition, by the way, a little friendly competition can add some team spirit to your meeting. You know, a well-led charity activity can can get the entire team to participate regardless of the group size. Uh, by the way, this is more difficult to do for large groups. So if you expect 50, 100, 200, 1,000, 2,000 people, it's it's usually a good idea to kind of get some professional help. But if it's a small group, if it's under 25 or 30 people that are at your meeting, a lot of times you can kind of do these things yourself. In fact, we've got uh, blog posts that I'll link to in our uh, in the show notes on how you can kind of do these things uh, fairly inexpensively and get some really, really good results out of it. Okay, so next week, we're gonna give you some of the really, the some of my favorite activities that you can do to kind of build morale. And we'll we'll pick back right up where, where I left off here next week. All right, have a good week. Bye, y'all.